This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, July 22nd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Climate bill supporters push for House action. GOP's playbook targets Dem tax proposal and USDA Central America plan. House support grows for carbon market climate bill. Supporters of the Growing Climate Solutions Act are signing up new co-sponsors for the Senate-passed legislation that in hopes of getting the House to tick up the bill. Virginia Democratic Representative Abigail Spanberger, who chairs the House Agriculture Committee's Conservation Subcommittee, says 11 more members have become co-sponsors of the bill's House version, pushing the total now to 44. Spanberger tells AgriPulse that if the legislation has enough co-sponsors, she didn't say how many were needed, the House could take up the Senate measure under the expedited suspension process. Suspension bills must get two-thirds majority to pass. The Senate approved the bill 92 to 8. And the measure is intended to accelerate the development of ag carbon markets by putting USDA in charge of certifying farm advisors and credit verification services. By the way, a group called Citizens for Responsible Energy Solutions has started a six-figure online ag campaign in select states, encouraging viewers to tell their House members to support the bill. Republicans pound Democrats over inheritance taxes. Senate Republicans yesterday previewed one of their attack lines for Democrats' $3.5 trillion spending package by going after a proposal to end the use of stepped-up basis and start taxing capital gains at death. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky said if the stepped-up basis is eliminated, generations of accumulated work would be ripped, literally ripped, from the hands of America's foreign families. He was later followed to the Senate floor by the ranking member of the Senate Ag Committee, John Bozeman of Arkansas, and other farm state Republicans. Senator Jerry Moran, a Kansas Republican, called the proposal a direct assault on multi-generational farms in Kansas and across the country. Now, keep in mind, under President Biden's proposal, the tax liability for family farms and small businesses would be deferred as long as they stay in operation. There also would be exemptions of up to $2.5 million per couple. Critics say that the tax liabilities could still be staggering. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Immigration polarization on display in farm worker hearing. A Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on ag labor has showcased the fierce partisan divisions that continue to dog any efforts to liberalize the H-2A program. 
At yesterday's hearing, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack clashed with Republican committee members over the House-passed Farm Workforce Modernization Act. Republicans called it an, quote, amnesty bill and repeatedly attacked the Biden administration over the increased flow of illegal immigration. Bill Sack told reporters later that farm groups must continue getting their members to put pressure on Congress to act on the issue. Keep in mind, the ag sector isn't unified. The American Farm Bureau Federation is withholding its support for the House bill until its concerns are addressed. Former Labor Department official Leon Sequeria told the senators the House bill contains, quote, numerous provisions that would make the program even more expensive, more bureaucratic, and impose huge new legal liability on farmers. USDA looks to help stabilize Central America. USDA will have a role to play in the Biden administration's plan to shore up the economies of the Central American countries whose citizens have been fleeing to the U.S. The department's main job will be help encourage agriculture development through both research and technical assistance, Vilsack said. The task include addressing food safety and animal health concerns and helping their farmers become capable of exporting crops. At the end of the day, you need exports to really grow wealth and to grow a strong agriculture economy, he told reporters. Lawmakers target forced labor. Congress should look at revamping outdated laws that are supposed to keep products made with forced labor out of the U.S. supply chains, lawmakers say. Witnesses testified at a House Ways and Means subcommittee hearing that cotton, sugar, cocoa, and melons are just some of the commodities produced around the globe with slave labor, but still reach the U.S. market despite efforts by Customs and Border Protection. Representative Devin Nunes, a California Republican, said Congress, quote, must consider whether additional legislation could help end this modern-day slavery. We must also consider how Congress and U.S. Customs officials can better assist importers to proactively eradicate goods produced with forced labor from their supply chains. No urgency for TPA renewal, lawmaker says. Trade Promotion Authority, the legal power that requires Congress to consider a trade agreement without amending it, expired less than a month ago, but there's not much urgency on Capitol Hill to renew it quickly, says California Democratic Representative Jimmy Gomez, a member of the House Ways and Means Committee. Although initial discussions have begun, Gomez says lawmakers are still focused on other priorities and many don't have a good understanding of the importance of TPA. Democrats want to put their mark on a new TPA. Gomez says Congress should be consulted as free trade packs are negotiated and not just after a deal is done. We want to make sure we're involved sooner, he said. Protected jaguar habitat trimmed after ranchers sue. A successful lawsuit that ranchers filed in New Mexico was forcing the Fish and Wildlife Service to remove about 110,000 acres from a critical habitat designation for jaguars. A district court judge in New Mexico ruled earlier this year that the federal agency failed to comply with its own regulation 
for designating unoccupied habitat as critical for the long-term conservation of the species. The entire area designated in New Mexico and Arizona will now cover about 654,000 acres. The lawsuit was brought by the New Mexico Farm and Livestock Bureau, New Mexico Cattle Growers Association, and New Mexico Federal Lands Council. Here's today's He Said It. We're going to look at all of the issues, and I can tell you I'm getting many opinions with respect to what those issues are. That Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, an Oregon Democrat, asking what he could do about concerns that a proposed carbon border tax would trigger trade retaliation. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, July 22nd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.